if you're having a hard time or there's a struggle or you're like, this is hard, take a break and figure out if there's another lens that you can look at the situation from and draw energy and courage and strength from to be able to continue. What are we talking about on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. I'm your host, Scott Goodrich, and we're going a little bit off the beaten path today with today's episode. We do spend a ton of time talking with those visionaries and entrepreneurs that have built a number of businesses and ups and downs, and we're, we're going through a real-life story here today uh, with lots of business applications, but uh, it also... Uh, is near and dear to to something that, for whatever reason, I'm oddly fascinated by, and, and that is Mount Everest. We'll get there in just a second and talk about that, but I'd like to welcome Jen Drummond to the show. Jen, thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here, so thank you for having me. Yeah, Jen, uh, your, your story is an amazing one, quite powerful, uh, the journey that you've been on. So, Jen, I'm going to let you say this in a few words, but but sort of the list of accomplishments is is nothing short of extraordinary. Uh, and so, you know, world record holder, as mentioned, summited Mount Everest. We're going to spend some time in that, I assure you, because I'm interested in that. Um, mom to seven kids, business owner. Like, I, how would you describe yourself given all those things that are there? Like, what is the thing when it, someone says, well, Jen, what are you about? Like, what is it? Oh, I'm a human trying to make the most of each day is how I'd say it. I want my... I want people to remember me for giving it up my all. I don't care about the accolade, accolades as much. Well, well, there's there's no doubt you're getting there, Jen. I guess we'll, we'll go back to probably as you've defined it and as I read your story, really one of those seminal moments that that you hit in your life, right? Or a difficult accident uh, that uh, left, left you uh, bruised but not beaten. Maybe just talk a little bit about that and then you know the, the where that took you because I think that journey really starts from there and then forward as, as I read it, as you think about it. So just tell us a little about what happened back in 2018 and, and sort of how it's formed to where you went in the years following. Yes, definitely. So I, just to bring us back a little bit before that, um, I started a business in the financial service sector and had hired myself out of a job so that I could be a stay at home mom, because I grew up in an area that like, that was the dream Like you had a sure. rise, like you were row. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I sh- did that. My kids definitely needed me home for a while. And then they were all in school. And it was this, how do I get back into the world? What do I do? Like, maybe I should just stay here. And I convinced myself that I would get back to me when my kids went to college. Okay. And that was, this was just the season that I was in. And 2018, I got into a horrific car crash that should have taken my life and didn't. I got phone calls from the police a few weeks later. They said, hey, we've tried to rebuild this accident at least 50 different times. We cannot build a scenario where you live, let alone walk away. And it was kind of in that metabolizing of that event that I realized I don't get to choose when I die, but I sure get to choose how I live. And I need to start living again and having my life be more than just a mom. And I love people that are stay-at-home moms that are thriving and killing it and love that role. 
to me, I just needed more adult interaction. I needed something different that I wasn't really allowing myself to have because I felt guilty for wanting it. So 2019 became this year of the bucket list, I say. And I started listing like everything I wanted to see, do, experience, taste, try, like all the crazy things that the world has to offer because I was no longer afraid of what people would think. I was afraid that I was going to run out of time. Like there's a lot of places to explore in this place and I love exploring. Right. So um, fast forward and 2020, I'm turning 40. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to climb on my bucket list. I had climb a mountain. So I'm like, I'm going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday and launch this next decade. And so I asked some friends that were into mountaineering. Hey, if you could climb one mountain in the whole world, what would it be? And the general consensus back was, a mountain named Ama de Blum. I'm like, okay. okay. It's located in the Himalayas. It means the mother's necklace. It's the Paramount Pictures logo. So I'm like, okay. oh, that yeah. sounds like good. That's a great mountain to do. It wasn't going to take forever to climb. So I'm training for Ama de Blum. I'm like excited about life because I'm here and 2020 happens and COVID enters the scene. Yep. And so I'm not traveling anywhere. Neither is anybody else. And in fact, I'm now a homeschool teacher to these seven beautiful children because school is out of session. And so I'm giving one of my kids the proverbial pep talk, like, we do hard things. You've got this math problem. Don't you worry. Like, stick with it. And my son in his frustration looks up at me and he goes, if we do hard things, why are you climbing a mountain called I'm a dumb blonde instead of a real mountain like Mount Everest? <laughs> I'm like, I'm De blom, honey. That, that, Not I'm a dumb blonde, but thank kid, you. Kids got a future ready to do something with that. That kind totally. of way, putting the challenge on it, right? Put it out there. Challenge out mom there. right back. That's awesome. That's so awesome. We finish his homework. We look at Everest. He goes to bed, and I'm still kind of looking at Everest. And I start thinking to myself, if he thinks Everest is the hardest, most amazing mountain in the world, I'm going to climb it, and I'm going to show him that whatever Everest is, physical or metaphorical, we're capable of summiting. And so yeah. I call a coach. He's like, yes, I can get you ready. And by the end of the week, I was training for AMA and Everest. So the coach yeah. sent me a book about becoming an uphill athlete because I, you know, not, I had climbed one mountain before. Sure. Yeah. And it's a different so deal. I get this book and in the front of it, this lady writes a foreword and it's about getting a Guinness World Record in the Alps or something. And in my conversation with my coach, I tell him like, I could have done that. Like I can suffer. And my <laughs> kids learned how to read in Guinness World Record books and I would be the coolest mom yeah. ever because this homeschool thing, not working very not much. Happening. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And so then my coach yeah. is like, you know what, Jen, I'll think of something, don't worry. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not growing pumpkins or speed eating hot dogs or all the weird things that people do to get in that sure. record book. Like I'm yep, not yep. And then the coach calls me back and he's like, hey, Jen, I have the perfect world record. I think you should be the first female to climb the seven second summit. I'm like, okay, but I don't even know what those are. And he's like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Never. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. Um, I haven't slept in a yeah. tent before, remember? Right, so, right. Um, he said, okay. They're the second highest point on each continent. They're harder than the first seven. And it's actually only been done by one male. So I think you should attempt it in your like pursuit to empower the world. And 
let's think about it. Seven continents, seven mountains, seven children. It sounds like a jackpot. I'm like, it kind of does. And so I looked into it, signed up for it and started on the quest. So, so just amazing decisions from there. So let me, let me go back. Do you think you would have gone down this path if the accident had not happened? No, because even though the accident happened and I'm like, I don't get to choose when I die, but I sure get to choose how I live. When it came to climbing Everest, I had a thousand and one reasons not to climb it. Right. And one of my biggest ones was I can't be away from my kids for three weeks. Like that's impossible. I've only been away for six days. How am I going to be on for three weeks? And you know, everybody else has opinions that they pile onto that. Well, that's a selfish pursuit and blah, 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 you know, all the things. And I sat with myself and I'm like, you know what? There's always a way. And so I can either focus on all the ways you can't do it, or I can make a way where you can do it. And I can start listing all the things that are wrong and started to find solutions to those so-called problems that I'm making up. And so as Everest is getting closer, I have my parents come out and everybody's taking care of the kids. I actually go to the kids' school. I say, hey, listen, I'm going to go climb Everest. Can you give my kids a little bit of extra grace because I'm not going to be around and I'm not sure how emotionally they're going to handle it. And we just need to be kind to each other. Right. And the teacher came back to me and she goes, hey, Jen, how about you do a what's your Everest campaign for the school? Come in, teach the kids about goal setting. Everybody will have their Everest goal. We'll color hikers. We'll put the Everest goal on their flag. In the front of the school, we had this huge mountain. And then we colored a little hiker, which was me. And I had a tracking device on me. So the school could move me up and down the mountain, depending on where I was. And then nowadays, you can call from base camp to home because of Wi-Fi. So I did a whole bunch of Zoom calls into the classrooms, answering like where I pooped and what I ate and all the things that care about. <laughs> all the important stuff that all needs to be known things. in school. Like make Key sure critical we know. Items. That's right, that's right, right. Right, and then I summit Everest, and it's the whole school summits Everest. My whole community <laughs> summits Everest. I'm just the one physically doing it, but everybody was a part of that journey. And I realized, man, what an amazing experience, not only for myself, but for my kids to see that big mountains take big teams. And when you have yeah. a big goal and you communicate it and you allow other people to be a part of it and do what they can do to help you do what you're doing, that's where the magic lies. Did, did you feel, was there any extra uh, pressure internal, right? I mean, everyone's there supporting you, but any internal pressure, because obviously more folks that try to some of that was right, fail, then that actually make it there. So were you carrying any of that with you as you embarked upon this and, and began that journey uh, to, to, to make it to the top? Was, was that, a, did that play, play in your mind at all dur- during your journey uh, up and down front to, to the various base camps? No, you know, I was a little arrogant at that time, if I had to be honest <laughs> okay. with you. Um, I had summited every mountain I had tried. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to summit this. Like I, I it wasn't, and if I didn't summit, and we were close to not summiting because the 2021, there was a ton of failures that year because COVID entered base camp, even though they tried to keep it out of base camp. So a whole bunch of teams folded early. Um, the weather patterns were terrible. So we were the last team to summit. There was only 14 of us that summited that day, which was actually amazing. So you see all yeah. the photos of the lines and stuff. I'm like, I didn't see it. That wasn't my experience, that, but, but I believe right. that it's there. Um And 
you know, I will say my next mountain, I did fail. So I did fail K2. And okay. here's what happens when you fail. I was on the mountain and uh, my team was a layer a day behind me because K2 is very, there's not a lot of places to camp. And so there's not a lot of spaces to sleep on the mountain. So that kind of controls on how many people go up at different times. And so I'm like, well, I'll just go ahead of you guys by a day and then there'll be enough room for everybody to be on the mountain. And so I was ahead. We got a phone call on the radio. One of my teammates died and one of them got injured in an avalanche. And so I had a choice to either continue up the mountain or go down. Right. I'm like, well, I'm going down. Like my yeah. team's hurt. Like, like I'm not yeah. going up. The mountain will always be here. So I came home back to the U.S., like took care of all that stuff there, flew back to the United States. My kids came home from camp a couple of days later and they're like, did you summit? Did you summit? I said, no, I didn't, but I had success. And they looked at me puzzled. They're like, what do you mean? I said, you know, how we show up as people is so much more important than what we achieve. And I had somebody on my team pass away and another one get injured. And I elected to go yeah. back down and take care of my people instead of continuing my summit. The summit will always be there. And I really feel like that failure happened so I could show that story in real life to my children because the summit is tem tempting, right? Like we all yeah, have summits sure. in front of us. We have businesses we're building. We have things that we're achieving. But if we don't bring the people that are on the journey with us to that summit, what's the point of summiting? You know, it's 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 a great point. I, as you were talking about it, I was actually in a meeting yesterday, and this top, topic came up. And the person that was presenting said, "Well, I never I never lose." And they said, "Yeah, they, some may think that that's arrogant, but it's you know, I, I either achieve it or win or I learn, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're 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 learning so much. You you learn something there about yourself, who you are, what you're about, how although you are going after these goals and trying to attack them, at at some point you're pulling back and revealing a little bit more about who you are as an individual." That's not losing, right? That's learning more about who you are in and of itself is, is no, a victory. 100%. So love the, and the, yeah, love the way you say that. Amazing thing about this journey is that it comes even more full circle the next year. So am I frustrated that I'm paying to go back to K2 and I'm having to train again to go back to K2 and all the things with it? 100%. I mean, it's not what I wanted, but right. I'm doing this. And about three weeks before I leave to go back to Pakistan, I get a phone call from an individual that I've met the year before. They're like, hey, there's an individual that's trying to climb their country's prized peak. They don't have the resources to do it. If you're coming back, can you help with that? Okay, for sure. So I come back, I summit K2 in 2022, and 30 minutes later, the person that I sponsored stands on top of their country's prized peak. Nice. And I sit yeah. there and think like, how many times in our lives as an obstacle or a setback or something like told us to quit, give up, like never mind. When really, if we just took a step back and realized the universe is using us for more, we're yeah, still on the climb. Else. Yeah, there's something else to get done. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it, and it's a really, really powerful theme uh, when you can and you can really change the narrative. I guess is the right way to look at that because because yeah. others would look at that as okay, this this happened to me, and said, hey, wait a second, there's something happening here for me. Like th there's a, there's there's extra out there that I haven't yet achieved or gotten to, or I'm, I'm going to contribute in a, in a different way. Um, I'd like to rewind just briefly. I told you I was going to geek out just a little on Everest, just because yeah, there. Yeah, of course. I, did, I love it. Everybody I, geeks on Everest. I, I did, because I, I did read your story, and there was a couple of things that you revealed just in, in the blog that you, you had posted on there that was was interesting, right? It did not come without 
pretty heavy physical cost to you going through there. And obviously, you know, when you have a, you, you watch the movie and you see that, and obviously there was, there was real cost, there was loss of life in that particular movie, but just all the sickness. So you got pretty sick uh, on a couple occasions, right? Get, try, trying to make that happen. So you mentioned the weather, but there was a lot of physical, physical training physical right, that, that you went through. Yeah. Well, were there moments there? Like, I'm not, I'm not going up. I'm not going down. I'm, I'm staying right the heck here. Did you, did you get to that point at all where you're kind of, I had, to, I'm going to be at this place because um, <laughs> of the way you felt or was it, you know, this too shall pass? You know, yeah. Where did your brain go? You know, like there, there's kind of a beauty to not knowing what you have. So, okay. yeah. right. So I got sick from Jardia, which everybody gets Jardia. So you're like, whatever. That's just like when you're going to get it. It's not if you're going to get it when you're out in these environments. So I got it. I went on an antibiotic. The antibiotic was probably pretty strong for my weight. And right. um, so it knocked out what we think both my good and bad bacteria. So I had nothing in my system to defend myself. And I was by a sneezing donkey. Okay, because, of course, I'm the human that cares about the animals that are bringing all of our stuff up to the camps. And I'm always checking on them. And I remember like a donkey sneezing on me and I didn't think anything of it. But in these countries, farm animals carry anthrax. Normally, if you had a healthy immune system, you're, it wouldn't be enough for it to do anything to you. Right. Unfortunately right. for me, I had nothing to defend myself. So it got into my system and it presents like Jardia right? The same symptoms. And so we like, okay, so it starts getting bad again. So they put me on antibiotics. It actually kicks it back a little bit, but it's not strong enough to knock out anthrax. So then it starts coming back, right? So I'm doing this like back and forth dance with anthrax and I have no idea that's what I have. I do know that I'm losing substantial amounts of weight. Like I lost 35 pounds. I'm not a big human. Right. And so you're saying they're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah. well, it's just less weight to carry up this mountain. Like, we're gonna right. be fine. <laughs> and so I climb to the top, I summited, I get back down, and I have a phone call on my Garmin device. And my and the phone call is two of my wonderful children are at camp in Yosemite National Park and they want to go home. I'm like, well, that's cute because their mom's <laughs> in a foreign country climbing a pretty dangerous mountain. They're going to be fine. And the counselor's like, well, they're actually at the ages where they're allowed to leave if they don't want to be here. So they're leaving. I'm like, wow. All right. So I like doubled down to get out of this country to come home and got home as fast as I could. Wow. And I yeah. like, which is just mind blowing. I get back home. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm just, I can't hold water in right now. I thought yeah. once I started eating lettuce and normal things again, Oof. I'd be fine. And it wasn't working. So right. I go to the hospital and we have a doctor here that works with high altitude athletes. And so I got into him and he's like, were you waiting farm animals? I'm like, no, I was climbing a mountain. Why would it be with farm animals? Yeah, I'm not hanging out. Oh, wait a second. I would... <laughs> wait a minute. I was by a farm animal. That silly yeah. thing like slobbered the heck out of me when he sneezed. That's amazing. And he's like, okay. So then he goes to test for anthrax. And he's like, I had to go on IV antibiotics. Like, it was so bad. Yeah. He's like, if you would have uh, been there the- for maybe even a day longer, I bet you would have died. Like, 40% of the people that have it at the level you have it don't make it. And you wouldn't have, like, they wouldn't have known to test for it there because that's not a normal thing. And so I sit there and think, like, again, life is happening for me, right? My yeah. kids leaving camp are probably the only things that would happen that would cause me to double down and hurry back to get home. And thank God right. it did. Yeah, because it, because I, 
what a wonderful perspective from there. You know, it's a, obviously something that you've gained in, uh, from some pretty traumatic situations, but having that perspective there. One of the other things you said as you were writing your blog and that, that I read was that while you were sick and trying to figure this out, and obviously the, the weather is so unpredictable there, is that you really questioned your why yeah. for, for a li- little bit there. And, and I think that that, that hits everyone, right? Where, where everyone goes through that. Now you're you're in a pretty severe, highly taxing, physically, mental, all of the things, right, going on as you're as you're trying to attack some things, you know, major leagues. But that happens to so many people all the time, all the time, and big or small, it matters, right? If you don't, you can't figure out why the heck you woke up today and what you know, what you're bringing bringing to the table, so to speak, whatever that is, and it whatever it is, it is, right? It's it doesn't matter, big or small, what it is. Just tell me about that moment there and how did you get back to it? Well, was there something that you used to, to regrad yourself, to bring yourself back to? Because you obviously started this event with a why, right, for the school and goal setting and the things that you could bring back to the community. So what happened when you had that moment of, what, you know, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah. You know, I think my kids are my big why. They, I look at them and I want them to make the most out of this life. And each one of them came to me so uniquely, right? They're so wired their own way. Um, and it's just so fun to watch them do life. And so I carried a photo of them in my jacket and I would only allow myself to look at the photo when I was in a really bad space. Cause I didn't want it to numb its effectiveness sure. on me. Yeah, I had to be yeah, honest. Yeah. And so anytime I was in this terrible space, I'd pull this photo out and I would connect into each one of them and be like, man, if if Jana was in the spot or if Jack was in the spot or if Joe was in the spot, would I want them to continue? And yeah. the truth is, yes, I do. I want them to see their mission to the end. And so I would start getting into gratitude and connecting to them and getting out of my own story and yeah. getting into it for the benefit of them. And that allowed me to carry on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So so where are the, since you talked about your kids a little bit, can you share, have you, you're working with their their big thing, right? What are their big moves that they want to make and their big goals? Anything that you've worked with them that you started yeah, to, you know, it's to talk about that? We have the term in our house is what's your Everest. So everybody yeah, has an Everest. And yeah, then yeah. when I know that that's their Everest, you only get one Everest. There's only one Everest in the world. That's their biggest thing. That's their biggest goal. That's their biggest struggle right now. That's their biggest whatever. And so then I know to plug in and really be present for them when they say like, my Everest right now, mom, is making the lacrosse team. Or my, right? And it's like, okay, well, what do we need to do to make that happen? Do you need some coaching? Do we need to exercise? Do we need to train? Do we need to do whatever? And we start breaking their Everest into steps because the mountains climbed one step at a time. But then it helps me make sure that we know, I'm not discounting what their Everest is because everything, everybody's heart is different. Yeah, I mean, and you can't discount it because in that moment at their age, whatever that may be, and then this, yeah. I think this actually applies right to what we talk about, whether you're starting your business right now or you're 10 years into a business, right? There's always, there's a thing that's out there that you're trying to get to. And at that time, it is one, being able to identify it as your efforts, as the most important thing, so critical, and just allowing for that to be the case, right? Just allow for that to, to live in that space and not prevent of judgment around it. It's like, hey, okay, let's get after it and figure out what this is. Um, there may be another one to climb down, yeah, down the road. There's always this. another mountain. Like <laughs> right, I tell the kids, right. like, there's always another yep. mountain. So just be prepared. Yeah. Enjoy this journey because when you get to the top, you're going to want to climb another one. Yeah. Well, 
I'm going to, I mean, one, I promise last question, but it's one more question, but Everest, what was the most physically demanding part of, of the climb? I, I, for, and I am by, by a novice by all means, other than what I, what I've seen in documentaries, movies, right. But you, but you do have to climb and you come back down, you climb and come back down. I mean, there's, there's a series of, it's not straight up, right? right. <laughs> and it, right. ironically, we, we talk a lot about businesses don't grow in a straight line. You go up, you come back down a little bit, you go up, you come back down and try to figure out those moments to get reach a little higher. Right. Yeah. You're summoning them out. You got to do the same thing to to acclimatize and and just get and also take advantage of it when you can due to, due to the weather. But for you physically, what was maybe the the toughest and and the the spot where you said, you know, can I go forward anymore here? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, there's a section of Everest called the Lotse Face, and it is like an endless four thousand step treadmill. And but it's vertical, <laughs> right? So you're just right. doing step yep. up, step up, step ups, and it's so plain visually. So it's really hard to judge whether you're making progress or not, which can feel very frustrating. Um, it's uh, it's exposed, so there's a whole bunch of mountains all at different angles that are reflecting white and light. So if the sun wow. comes out yeah. for a minute, it's a hundred degrees at the middle right. of the day because the sun's reflecting off of all these surfaces, and you're just baking. If the cloud comes out, now there's no sun and you're really high up, so it's absolutely freezing. And right. if there's wind, there's nowhere to hide. So it's just yeah. this exposed slog that you have to do to get to the top. And every like if you ask most people, that's their least favorite part of the climb. And so we're starting this part of the climb. And we had decided as a team, like, okay, we're climbing Everest. Like, we're here. There isn't a debate on whether we're going from this point to the next point. That's been decided. So now that that's been decided, we need to figure out how we can make this section the most fun possible. Right? And I talk about it. Like, right. once yeah. we commit yeah. to the commitment, now the energy isn't like whether I'm doing A. Now the energy is how do I make A fun or how do I make A less painful or how do I make A enjoyable? And yeah. so we took turns and we would sing songs. We'd tell nursery rhymes, tell embarrassing stories, like anything we could do to like laugh and connect and keep our minds out of the numbing situation that we were in. And if you asked my team at base camp, like once we were all done, like what their favorite part of the climb was, it was the load safe face. That was it. No one That's, says right. the load safe face <laughs> part of the climb. Well, so I, I, I'm just taken away here. I wrote this note beforehand. I was going to ask you about it, but you've almost explained it, right? That perspective it playing such a major role in, in all, all that you're doing, right? You, you, you know, gaining perspective in each time each one of these things is happening and happening for you and not to you, but you're gaining that perspective each and every time, which is, which is just fantastic. I never, I go back to the school. I mean, when, when you get back to the school and then, and talk about the journey, since it's only just a couple of years back, uh, you know, is there, is there somehow, uh, memorialize the, the work that was oh, there? Yeah. And, and I mean, when like, you did that, I'd let Best place in the whole world. I live in Park City, <laughs> okay. Utah. I'm so blessed. Yeah. I have the most amazing community and I'm going to talk at school on Monday. I want awesome. to talk to yeah. the kids, they're writing stories in English class. And I'm going to talk about the stories that you write when you live your life. And yeah. when we talk about perspective a little bit, I was on a mountain named Mount Logan in North America. It's in Canada. It's the second highest peak. And we were in a horrific snowstorm. And those of you that are outdoor winter athletes understand that in that kind of weather, you wear a pink lens. And you wear a pink lens because that's what helps with seeing depth perception and shadows right. and all this stuff. And so I'm hiking or climbing and I have the pink lens on. 
And for some reason, the snow blowing around looks like a cotton candy machine. And then like the <laughs> rope that I'm tied to based on the right. color of the pink lens, all of a sudden looks yeah. like a watermelon rind. And so I'm singing that song, watermelon sugar, hi, like the kids always sing. And I'm like <laughs> having a good time and cotton candy land. And yeah. this is yeah. amazing. Where's my gumdrops? <laughs> and then my alarm goes off on my watch. And when the alarm goes off, it's time to eat because at altitude, you can forget to eat. And so I bump my goggles because I was like doing something. And all of a sudden, like all the energy out of my body just evaporates. I'm like, Amazing. guys, how yeah. long have we been in this storm? Like, why are we moving? Shouldn't we be packed up? And everybody on my team looks at me and is like, what? Where have you been? Like, what are you talking about? Like, we have been in this weather for two hours. And just now wow. you're going to be like, why are we here? And then like, what? And I'm like, you Amazing the power. Amazing I the power. Right? I'm like, I've been singing yeah, yeah. songs. I've been having fun. Yeah. Like, blah, 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 blah. And like, I, that was such a lesson to me in the power of perspective. Like, my energy changed. My ability to continue was like entirely different than two seconds before because I had a different wow. lens on the situation. And so those of that you that are listening, like, if you're having a hard time or there's a struggle or you're like, this is hard, take a break. And figure yeah. out if there's another lens that you can look at the situation from and draw energy and courage and strength from to be able to continue. Yeah. Change that story. Change that narrative. It's, it's, it's so, so important, right? Because that internal talk is- it's everything. It, it can be so damaging, right? Or it can be so helpful. And, you, and you've got to find ways to, to quiet because it's going to be there. You can't make it go away, right? The damaging talk, right? Because you're in the middle of a snowstorm, right? It's easy to have that say, woe is me, and here I am, and we're never going to make, and all that stuff. And that is a remarkable analogy there, just to our good metaphor with the, with the changing of the lens. Just, yeah. just absolutely love that. Um, really, really, really good stuff. And perspective, being all this, I, I will share with that. I didn't climb my Everest. I did run the Boston Marathon many, many moons ago. Yeah, did it, right? But it, talk about perspective, and I, I t tell this to other folks, but yeah, I live in Arizona. Not a lot of hill training. I was not going up in the hills training. So a lot of flat road training, get to Boston, Boston's hills, not not Everest hills. But I got to mile 21, which is the top of the hill. It's where Boston College is. And the last five miles are, are, are downhill. And I got to the top of that on the 21st mile and I was, I was dead. <laughs> and But the perspective I had gained from doing all the training was, well, it's only five miles and it's downhill. I can certainly make it. <laughs> five, I, five I, miles down, right? There would be different times in my life. It's like, I'm not running five miles I ever. Know, I, totally, I totally what, understand. Yeah. Right? So that perspective can come just what you're willing to push either your mind, your yourself towards your physical performance, or, or maybe even your business. Like, what is that perspective you're bringing to the table when you're talking about your business? And, and what are you allowing to, you to say to yourself about what's possible in your business, what you can do? within your business and, and not getting wrapped up in all those things that are working against you. Cause that's easy to do, right? Yeah. Finding those forces that are working against you. So you've completed your seven second summits, right? It is done. It is World done. record holder, right? Fantastic. Yes. You've got your own Everest, literally, figuratively, however you want to describe it at this point. So what's next, right? You've, you, you've done your mountaineering. Are you continuing there? You got a different pursuit in mind? Like it's, You've crushed it in five years of mountaineering, right? Yeah. I mean, this really started in after your accident. So right. it's only so, been yeah, the last two and five years. years when I started and then finished. Um, wow. You know, it looks a little different. I'm not committing to any other goals right now because I think we've been so trained to what's next, what's next, what's next. And yep. I want to just slow down and appreciate what is. So I'm waiting a year for that. But 
I do have yeah. other things going on. I'm taking three of my boys to Africa to climb in February and work on some charity projects there, which is nice. exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have the book coming out. So yeah. Break Proof, Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. I wrote that book to me five years ago because I look at all the things really? that I stepped into and allowed to happen and I see the ripple effect of that effort. And if it's happened to me, it can happen to every single person listening to this podcast. So I want them to own who they are and share that awesome with the world and be all of that goodness. And then I do the speaking engagements, which is super exciting. I run yeah. some challenges because I love challenges. So I do them for myself and then share them with the public. And that's been very well received. And you know, life is just good. I'm so yeah, a lot of stuff happening. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd written this question down and I just would love you because you just mentioned it. So resiliency can mean so many different things to, to different folks. Yeah. How do you, whether you're defining, how, how do you talk about resiliency for you? What what does it mean to you and, and how, do, how does it sort of live on day to day um, just as a, as a concept? So perspective being one thing, but this resiliency just, just, comes right off the page or comes through whenever you're talking. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go to the book title, which is titled Break Proof. Um, and I titled it Break Proof because I think there's times in our lives when we're proactive and we take a break. And when we take a break, like we recharge our batteries, do all the things and we're able to continue on. Ah. There's times in our lives when we're running mock speed and we break. Like a relationship falls yeah. apart, we lose a job, whatever happens. And in that break, if we sit there and we look at the parts and pieces, we have proof of what was working and what wasn't. And now we have the option to build that back together stronger so that we can continue on our pursuit or maybe take that information and knowledge and pivot to go another way because of what we learned. So yeah. I really feel that resilience is that balance of going and stopping and just taking inventory of where we are as we continue to step forward. Well, I had it's it's so true. It's often so we uh, as when we work with clients, we we talk about having make sure that they're taking clarity breaks. Is just our yeah. terminology for. But you're talking about the same thing. Is is just taking that moment to to see what's 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 happening around there and how can you change that narrative and, and push it forward and, and love that. I mean, I think we absolute theme of of your life and what you're talking about here and, and how that can come through and help others. Right? If you if you do take a moment, good or bad, when something's happened, taking it for what it's worth. And understanding what's I can allow for for you to happen next is really really awesome. So thanks for sharing that. Good yeah. stuff. Book is out in January, correct? Yes. And if people pre-order yeah. now, they get a bunch of fun freebies and a part of the community. But yes, otherwise it ships January nine. Beautiful, excellent. Please make sure you get your pre-orders in. Get it out there. Uh, this will be released right for the holidays. So why not get after it and and give a gift that means means something and well well time. So. Jen, this has been great. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, just, just awesome stuff, and a lot. Thanks for letting me ask a few other more more questions around the, uh, around my uh, my little interest there. I in love Everest. it. Uh, I love it. I yeah. love the opportunity. I mean, I just uh, appreciate you sharing your audience, and I appreciate the audience listening in today. And I hope you gained a lot of value. And uh, if you really like, do appreciate it. All right. Yeah, we're not gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you make sure we uh, get you to plug your website and stuff. But before I let you go, I'm going to take us away from everything that you do. We're going to ask you five fast questions, which have nothing to do with anything. Perfect. But we'd like to ask them and get everyone to know a little better. So um, do you have, I live in Utah, I understand, but do you have a favorite sports team or athlete that Ooh. you follow? You know, she's a retired athlete, but I really love Abby Wambach. I love sure. what she did for it, women's right? soccer, women's sports in general. Yeah. 
you catch her podcast every now and then? I do. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah, podcast. Yeah, that the We Do Our Things good. podcast. That's, like that, Mel that, over here. <laughs> fits right in. Beautiful. Beautiful. My wife's a big fan of that as well. She's always telling me about the latest greatest on that. Yeah. Um, if you had, what would you eat if it was the last meal you'd ever eat, right? So guilt-free last meal, like what is your guilty pleasure on the food side? Of oh, white gummy bears. Mm. <laughs> I love white and red gummy bears. Although good fuel as well for yes. for any good training, Super fuel. Great, really, yeah, really good. Do you you've been so many different places just through your your exploits and your, your mountaineering side. But do you have a vacation spot, a dream vacation spot you haven't been to yet that you'd like to get to? I haven't been to yet. Um, oh, you could go back, I guess. Don't, you know you can where allow I would go back second... to? Let's go where I'd go back. Okay. I yeah. would go back to Cape Town, South Africa. I took my twins okay. there this past year, and I, I tried to convince my whole family to move for a year. They didn't buy it. Yeah, but okay. I mean, such a beautiful place. If you get a chance, definitely go. I, I had a friend that I used to work with that uh, that that made that same move and lived there for a while. Just yeah, loved I get it. it. Said, I get beautiful. it. You yeah. go there, you're like, yeah, wow, beautiful. this is Hawaii yeah. on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> so he's, I mean, just he just loved being there, but it ended up being just too far from from family back here. Uh, do you have a favorite rewatchable movie? Or maybe uh, a TV show that you're watching right now, a streaming show that you'd like to share. You know, have you seen The Alpinist? It's a documentary right now. Okay. I mean, it okay. is fascinating what this guy does. Like, I can't even watch it without cringing the entire time. Like, please. Even though you've, like, done it? Like, <laughs> it's, okay? it's, it's, it's got to get close to home. That's awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was yeah. just a fun, yeah. I mean, it just, it's such a testament to the human spirit. Awesome. And then, then last but not least, before I give you a chance to send the audience your way, um, do you have a piece of advice or a favorite quote? And, you, and you've given us a lot, so so much already, but anything that you'd like to share with, with the audience that is a quote that you kind of always come back to and say, okay, this is, this is kind of an anchor for me. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's Bon Jovi's song, like, I just want to live while I'm alive. And yeah, I just always yeah. remember, like, anytime I'm getting scared or whatever else like that, I'm like, I'm just living. I don't have to assign it to a fear or whatever else like that. I'm just living while I'm alive. There you go. We're friends. Yes, please. So jendrummond.com. So J-E-N-N. Um, on there, you can find my book. You can find my challenges, different coaching programs, speaking events, and yeah. then also have access to all my social media handles. So depending on what channel is your favorite, be sure to reach out, say hi, and connect because that's my favorite thing about doing these podcasts is meeting new people. Awesome. Jen, I appreciate your covering a little bit of your time here with us. Uh, really, really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, such an inspiring story. So many great lessons for life, business, family, you name it. Great stuff all the way around. So Jen, thank you so much for joining us on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jen, take care. You too. Thank you so much. The Grow Your Damn Business podcast is hosted by Scott Goodrich, a professional EOS implementer. To learn more about EOS and how it might help grow your damn business, you can email Scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com or check out his website at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast.